Movies and Booze. I'm Moncrief on News Talk. Movies and Booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer. This is not just food. This is M&S food. A martini, shaken monster. With all the gin joints in all the world, she walks into mine. 53106 is our text number. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk, coming to you today from the River Lee Hotel uh, in Cork with uh, thanks to our friends in Marks and Spencers. Our hashtag today is Happy Endings Movie. Uh, movies. Uh, most of them we can't read out, obviously. Um, uh, the Life of Psy. No, no one understood that uh, in the thing. Uh, the uh, very, very, very happy Gilmore. And uh, obviously, uh, coming to America uh, is an obvious one to go for. Uh, we are joined, though, uh, by uh, Linda Coogan, Fanula Jones, and Arlene Hunt. Her book, While She Sleeps, is in the shops now. Woo! Woo! Yeah. I read your book and everything. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and everything! Yeah, yeah. I know who did it. I'm going to ruin her career right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, uh, the, the two movies today, uh, an Irish classic, perhaps, one of them? I think so, yeah. Um, so we're talking about the Banshees of Inish Erin, which is re- reunites Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Martin McDonough. Yeah, from uh, in Bruges. Not since the banking crash. That was the last uh, <laughs> last time they were together. That's a terrifying thing. Okay, well, let's not, <laughs> yeah. let's not yeah. go there on a Friday evening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And, and, Lyle, it, and Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. Right, okay. So go to name him twice. Yeah, which is obviously a kind of kids' film. Well, yeah, but I think adults will like it as well. It's, a re- it's awfully sweet. It's yeah. awfully cute. If, you know, for, you know, if you think about apex predators as crocodiles, and then you suddenly decide they're, they're awful sweet. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Her head's easily turned. Uh, now, we are going to talk about the champers. It is a champers in front of us in it a minute, Linda. It is indeed. Uh, and what, Luxury. What, uh, what are the other wines we're going to be talking about? Uh, we today? have a Macon Village, and we have a Fleury, all French wines today. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I want, uh, somebody wants... Um, Somebody you'd know actually described Fleury as a starter wine. For breakfast, is <laughs> yeah. it? Or a... No, just like, you know, if you've never drunk wine before. Yeah, no, like... absolutely. Yeah. Stepping stone into the red wines. Uh, it's a gateway it's... wine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's dangerous. Not breakfast. And they are going to make a movie about Wagatha Christie. TV Fanula. series. A TV Sport series. Correction, but yeah. two part TV series come to Channel 4 later this year. But we've got some significant casting news this week. Michael Sheen is going to play Colleen Rooney's lawyer, which I'm just <laughs> obsessed with. Like, I'd love to know the scramble to get that role or the audition process. Because it just like he's prestige enough, like he's done yeah. a lot of good things. I don't know if anyone's seen him in quiz either. Is Chris Tarrant excellent? So good. Um, but I'm just wondering, was he just like, I need to play, I need to be in this, I need to be involved? Um, but yeah, that's coming later this year. It's actually an Irish woman directing that series, Una Kearney. Okay. Uh, she did the casting for Win the Chicks of Barley, and now she's taking on Wag the Christie. So there you go. Okay, and natural have transition. They, have they said who was who was Colleen Rooney's actual? Solicitor in that. The solicitor in real life. His yeah. name is David Sherburne. So that's her yeah. barrister. Uh, in terms of the other casting, I'm not hugely familiar with the names. Other people might know. Um, we have uh, Chanel Cresswell is going to be involved. She's playing Colleen Rooney. Natalia Tenna is playing Rebecca Vardy. Right. Um, the lads were announced as well. And by the lads, I mean Wayne Rooney. He's playing. Uh, yeah. He's played by Dion Lloyd. And Jamie Vardy is being played by Marcy Nagasilakio. I think that's how you pronounce his second name. I <laughs> okay. feel like I've made a hames of that. But yeah. he is going to be in it. We don't have a date yet, uh, but it'll be at the uh-huh. end of this year, yeah. Right, okay. 
Essentially, it'd be really interesting uh, the, the way they depict everybody. They're taking it uh, from like verbatim, like court recordings. Mm. So it could go either way. It could be like absolute trash as an actual bad, or like trash is in the trash I love that is just. Like, <laughs> oh no, it will be that trash you love. I'd yeah. say. I just wonder who is any of them going to sue uh, at the end of it, just from the way they were depicted. Wait, Rebecca already has a lot of money to pay to Colleen Ernie, so I don't think she has the money to be throwing yeah. at a TV she, show like this. So she, nah. might, she might need to try and yeah. uh, do it. And there's going to be a Barbarella reboot. Yes, uh, Sydney Sweeney who people know from White Lotus uh, Euphoria, she's going to star in it, obviously based on John claude Forrest French comic book series that people know that was adapted with the movie starring Jane Fonda. No directors or writers attached yet but uh, Sweeney is executive producing, it's coming from Sony, they seem to have a very good relationship at the minute, she's in a lot of stuff for them Madame Webb, which she's currently shooting it's like a Spider-Man-esque thing with Dakota Johnson. One of them is one of them can shoot webs and has psychic powers. I don't fully understand, but they're filming that <laughs> at the minute. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're all the yeah. same at the end of the oh, day. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But we have very few details on that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Sydney Sweeney is extremely talented. Obviously, just coming off the back of the Emmys, nominated for White Lotus. Love her in Euphoria. She's really on the up and up. I think so. It'll be interesting to see this kind of retelling of this sexy space story. Didn't actually do that well in the in the box office. Like, didn't make a lot of money on its original run, but it's kind of gained this cult following. So it had, but it was actually a rubbish film. Yeah, yeah, it's a completely rubbish <laughs> yeah. film. It's just because it's got Jane Fonda with you know spandex outfits on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not a rubbish film. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and uh, uh, where are your mommy and daddy sitting? Fanula's parents are here. My mom and dad are there. They're waving at me now. They're it's waving actually, there. Oh, it's, there you go. Uh, if yeah. I can, it's my mom's birthday today. Oh, happy yeah. birthday! Happy What's birthday. your mom's name? My mom. <laughs> She is. Uh, uh, we call her ma'am. Uh, uh, my mom's name is Callista. It's Callista and Frank. Are my Callista. Here today. Your mother's name is Callista. Yes, yeah. No wonder you ended up doing what you do. <laughs> that is so cool. Happy birthday, Callista. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's, it's a great honour to have you here. She's normally very well behaved as well. You brought her up uh, quite well. So, uh, Linda, tell us about the champagne we're having. Well, today. the champagne is just to celebrate Callista's birthday. 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 Yes. We will toast Callista in a moment. We will. <laughs> Um, actually, I just, uh, champagne, I see loads of people in the audience clinking their glasses because mm. it is that kind of drink, isn't it? It's a luxury, celebratory type of thing. And as soon as you see a glass of champagne, you go, oh, happy days, bubbles in a glass. Uh, so cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers. Happy birthday, Callista. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Callista. <laughs> and this particular one, is it, is it the one that gangster rappers drink or, or where does it come from? It, no, it's not. It is one that sophisticates like us all drink, you know. Uh, Louis Vertet, Champagne Brut. Okay, Brut meaning dry in French. Mm. So that's what you want to look for if you like this crisp, elegant style of Champagne. A blend of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier, the three main grapes from the Champagne region. And uh, as you can see, if you look at it, oh yeah, the first tip, people, is hold your glass by the stem to look real sophisticated, okay? Not by your grubby paws, because you... uh, (laughs) Sorry, that's just me. Uh, Because if you do that, you uh, enhance, uh, increase the temperature of the glass. So hold it like this by the stem and you look total pro already. So um, this is a fabulous little wine, um, equal blend of the three grapes. Um, You can get a champagne that's Blanc de Blanc, which is just made of Chardonnay grape, but this is equal blend of the three, and they all have their own characteristics that they add to champagne. So this one has gorgeous, if you smell it first of all, 
you don't usually swirl a champagne, you kind of, and you don't usually stick your nose in because you'll get a wet nose because it's filled pretty high. Thanks, yeah. MS. <laughs> um, but uh, if you stick your nose in, you might be getting some apple fruits, green apple, red, red apple, and some kind of yeasty, biscuity notes as well. Mm. And they are classic signs of a good champagne, a brute style. So if you taste it, there's no spittoons today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the way you say it when you taste it, and most of those had necked it back already. <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry. Yes, watch, that's what I mean. We are absolutely lovely, uh, Linda. Obviously, we're going to get coming back uh, to the wine in a wee bit. In the meantime, uh, we're going to have uh, some more music. Uh, this is Dee Cullen. Uh, 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 aided by Sinead McConville. Uh, Dee's new album, uh, uh, his new album, Sing My Story, Tell My Song, is released on the 23rd of September uh, this year. He's also playing in Monroe's and Goy on November the 5th, in Crane Lane in Cork on uh, November the 10th, and Whelan's in Dublin on November the 13th. This uh, track is called Radio. Movies and Booze on Moncrief on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that'll cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk, coming to you from the Riverlee Hotel in Cork City. You're just listening to the Conor McEwan Band. Again, Fee Fi Fo Fum was the name of that track. We will be uh, getting another one from them uh, towards the end of the show. Now, uh, Moretta O'Driscoll. Where's Moretta O'Driscoll? Oh, there she is. Hello, Moretta. Hi, Sean. How are you? <laughs> you look mortal. <laughs> I was, just, a eating. Lot of, I was the, just eating. You're, yeah, you're eating. Your teeth are beautiful. Everything's thank you, fine. Thank That's you. Good. That's good to know. Uh, are ye, You're getting married soon. We are in two weeks. <gasps> <gasps> and a uh, big one? Big wedding? Yeah. Or big occasion? <laughs> you know, I assume it's a big occasion. Yeah, it's a big I assume occasion. it's the first time for the two. It is first yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Love's right. not so young dream, but right. um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's about about hundred and. 10 people or so, yeah. Okay, that's modest yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. And wh- where are you having the job um, done? It's a place, Kil- <laughs> uh, Kilshane House, it's in Tipperary, it's kind of a country house wedding venue. Right, okay. Are you going to go on a honeymoon or what's yeah, the Yeah, we're going to, um, we're going to go on a cruise just for a week afterwards and then to totally milk it next year, we're going to go to... Um, Kenya and then Zanzibar in January. Nice. Why not? That's very nice indeed. Well, congratulations. Thank you very uh, much. Uh-huh. I was going to give you a prize. I don't think you feel like you deserve it. <laughs> I'm actually, well, we're going to Ballybunion on our honeymoon. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to give you two tickets to go and see Kevin Bridges, the comedian, at the Three Arena. That's on November the 3rd if you're in the country. Uh, Thanks so, very much. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, Linda, Arlene and Finola are, are still uh, with us. Uh, Brendan Fraser wants to do another mummy movie. Yeah. We're in the middle of a Bren- Brendonissance, if you yeah. will. He's yeah. on the comeback with The Whale, uh, which we talked about on the show before from Darren Aronofsky. I think we'll get it over this side of the Atlantic, the end of the year, start of the year, anyway. Um, but he said he's well up for it. They obviously rebooted it, I think it was oh, 2017 with Tom Cruise, and it was more kind of scary married mummies, tombs are bad. It's more horror, more leaning mm. into the horror thing, whereas the ones Brendan Fraser did, he ended up doing three, I think. They were kind of more funny, like a little bit charming, still scary elements to it. But he's basically said, yeah, look, he doesn't know if it would work, but if the right uh, conceit came to him, he would do it, a.k.a. I'm enjoying the success at the minute. So if someone wants to capitalise on that and offers me a few bob, 
I'm going to do it. Okay, so. well, that's what we'd all say. Uh, right, so <laughs> our, our second uh, wine is the white wine today, Linda. Yes, uh, Macon Village, um, Marks and Spencer's one, which is made by their resident uh, winemaker, Sue Daniels, who's been working there with Marks and Spencer's for 25 years, um, creating their lots of different wines for them. So this is a Macon Village. Anything but Chardonnay. Have you heard of that saying, ABC? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a Chardonnay. It might surprise you, but is an, is an un-oaked style. So it's really appealing to so many people that didn't think that they like Chardonnay. Uh, so it's un-oaked, it's made in stainless steel tanks, so real fresh, crisp, lovely. Um, what kind of flavours are we getting off this? I got stainless steel tanks <laughs> off it. <laughs> is there a peach? A kind of a yeah, lovely, peachy? like citrus fruits, a little yeah. bit of stone fruit as well, um, all kind of from the Mackinac region in, in Burgundy. So with French wines, Macon Village, it doesn't tell you what grape it is, so we all know that it's... Chardonnay, very good, and an un oak style. Well done, they're very yeah. knowledgeable, this group. Well, Where did you like find two them? people, the rest of them said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's wet, it's wet. Uh, but this is a, a particularly like, easy style, and as soon as I saw these, these wines, I said, perfect for a particular festive season that's coming up. You know, starting with your champagne, you as Halloween. you do. Yeah, yeah Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mentioning the other, yeah. the other words. So, yeah, like this is ideal for um, turkey and ham. The, a witch? <laughs> what did she say? Roy Keane on the pitch. Yeah, Roy Keane on the pitch, she said. Yeah, okay. okay. Right. Well done, thank you. Uh, um, uh, not an interactive show in that sense, but thank you nonetheless uh, for that comment. Uh, that was okay. So, uh, obviously. Somebody got a taste of football from Yes, uh, I'm not sure. So I didn't get the rubber notes myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fresh green apple, uh, lovely peach notes as well. Well done, Arlene. Yeah. You've done this before. Uh, but lovely and soft, a nice crisp acidity and a very long finish on it as well, actually. Mm. Mm. Uh, and so what would be, the APR is reasonable. It's like 12 and a half percent. Uh, 13 with this one, I think, isn't it? Oh, you're look. I was reading the label off. I was, yeah, I'm trying to make myself sound. And it's well. also uh, suitable for vegans. Ah, right, because so, it's not the finings, isn't it? With the finings, yeah. so, um, and it's a dry style, but has that lovely ripe fruit yeah. character as well. Yeah. Really and, nice. Okay, and how much, how much of the bottle of that? Uh, 13.50. Right, okay, that's really, not that. Really that's really good uh, from Burgundy. Right, okay. So, that's a lovely one. Second one uh, is an absolute hit. Uh, well done on that one. Now, it's, it's, uh, we're going to do something kind of slightly unusual, not just unusual for an outside broadcast, but unusual uh, for the show in general. Uh, but it's just that uh, today is uh, a pretty grim anniversary, as you may well know. Uh, the funerals, are, are, there were more funerals again today. So in not just actually in News Talk, but all the, the, the Irish stations that are owned by the Bower uh, Radio Group, uh, we've decided to try and mark that. As you know, there are various funds you can contribute to, and, and no doubt people are, are, are thinking about the people at Chrysler a lot and uh, praying for them too. Uh, so what we, as a very small token, uh, a very small gesture of that, uh, what we've decided to do on this station and all the other uh, Bower Group stations is to observe a minute's, of, a minute's silence for all the people the dead, the injured, and the people who are remaining in the village of Chrysler and uh, the suffering they're going to have to endure, and hopefully they can get some support for that. So we would ask you all to just observe that silence for the next minute. Movies and Booze on Moncrief on News Talk. Great. 
103106 is our text number. That'll cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We are coming to you today from the Riverley Hotel in Cork with thanks to our friends in Marks and Spencers. Uh, John and Rachel Corkery, uh, where are they today? Oh, there they are, just right beside you. John, how are you? I'm not so bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm grand. Welcome to Cork. Thank, thank you very much. People keep saying that like I've never been here before. <laughs> uh, is it your anniversary this year? Um, yes, last 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 month. Yeah, and and uh, how many how many years was it? Um, what married or since we married? I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, twenty five years. Yeah. Well done, congratulations. <laughs> what was the other anniversary you were thinking of? Um, when we first met. All right. Okay. How many? How long ago was that? Uh, Thirty two years ago. And I understand... Not really a round number. Yeah, that was at... But it was long enough ago. Yeah, that was at sea, though, wasn't it? Ipswich. What? I joined the ship in Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> and were you running away from something at the time? <laughs> so, no, it was a, a square rig sailing ship. I was trying to get my uh, square rig endorsement. And I joined the ship in Ipswich, and Rachel was the, um, the cook. Oh. My word. And he was the mate, should probably add, not the captain. Yeah. <laughs> And what is a square rig endorsement? Uh, it sounds it, like something it, you get in prison. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's, it's a license to, uh, for an old-style sailing ship, basically. Okay. Yeah. And so, was, is this yeah. like something you, you were planning to do as a job? Uh, well, I was sailing professionally at the time, yeah. Okay, so clearly, yes, it was something you were thinking <laughs> of doing. And is, it, it, what are your jobs now, the two of you? Um, I'm, um, I'm a marine consultant, and Rachel works for Amazon. Okay. So did, uh, um, did you lose your love of the sea, Rachel? Oh. <laughs> um, no. Um, John still works within, well, pretty much on boats every day, and both of our daughters sail very competitively, it would have to be said as well. Okay. And yes, I do still sail too. Right. Okay. <laughs> and is that where you ended up? Where, where do you live? Do you live in Cork, or where do you live? Yeah, we live in Balancolic. Yeah. I'm a blow-in, as you can probably tell, but yeah. we're back in, his old, back in his old family farmhouse. Yeah. I, I ran away to sea to get away from the farm, and I've ended up exactly where I started from. <laughs> okay. And so are you a farmer as well? No, no, that was my brother. Okay. Yeah. So you're just, like, freeloading off the brother now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just ended up at the family home. Right. Okay, right. So is, is there not a farm there anymore? Like, uh, no, my brother, or... unfortunately, my brother passed away a few years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but um, yeah, so the, the farm is no longer there. Right. So the farm's gone. It's just yeah. loads of yachts. Of <laughs> anyway, what we want to do is we're going to give you uh, two tickets to go and see George Ezra. That's at the INEC in Killarney. That's in March of next year. So uh, congratulations so on, the, uh, on the anniversary as well. Right, we're going uh, to move on to our first movie of the day. It is The Banshees of Inishiran. Here's a clip. Fly on it. <laughs> how do? How do, Parik? Sit somewhere else. Huh? Uh, but I have my pint there, Colm. Yes, his pint there, Colm, from when he came in and ordered his pint before. Well, okay. I'll sit somewhere else, so. Are you rowing? I didn't think we were rowing. Well, you are rowing. Well, you are rowing. He's sitting outside in his own like a watch call. That does look like we're rowing. I suppose I'd best go talk to him, so. See what all this is fecking about. That would be the best thing. 
Right, that's uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. Lots of uh, um, lots of very pregnant pauses in that. Uh, so, is it just like about two friends breaking up? This could be set in 21st century New York. The same story, essentially. It, it, no, it couldn't. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> this is very honest to God. This is very Irish. It's. I don't think maybe you could set it in New York, but I just don't think it would work the same way. So, um, Inishirin is a, an island off. It's a fictitious island off the west coast of Ireland, but it's more to do with the fact that everyone on the island knows everyone else, and everyone on the island has grown up together, and everyone on the island stays on the island. So there's no variation between one day and the next, really. So when you form a friendship, like uh, what, what happened here with Porrick, who's played by um, Colin Farrell, and Colm, who's played by the great Brendan Gleeson, they've been friends for a very, very, very long time. And their routine is fairly simple. Every day, <laughs> Porrick calls to Colm's house at two o'clock, and they head up to the local bar, which mm-hmm. is where that little clip came from, and they have a couple of pints, and they have the chats, and... Maybe Colin will play a bit of music and maybe Park will have a chat with somebody else. But the main focus of their day is their companionship and their friendship with one another. And so when it comes to a stage where suddenly and out of the blue, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, Colm turns around to Park and says, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I just don't want to be friends with you. Don't call to my house. I'm not going to sit down and have a drink with you. That's that scene is from the pub where he just Park doesn't even understand like why I just come in to have a pint, and Colin wants nothing to do with him at all uh, overnight. Mm. So you're talking about two men unmarried, bachelors, friends for life, and then one day it is a catastrophic break in their friendship. But there's nothing behind it. The only reason that they've stopped talking to each other is because Colin has decided with his waning years that he wants to concentrate on his music. And that Porrick is very dull. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and is, so is it kind of, if, if you like, is the story arc about Colin Farrell's character saying, be my friend again? Or, or? Essentially, that's part of it. That would be the main structure of the film. Like he really, because he doesn't accept the fact that Colm, he, he says at one point, he says to me, well, you liked me yesterday. And, Col- and Colm says to him, did I know? And he throws him <laughs> for a loop. So Porrick is a very nice, and to be fair, he's very dull. Yeah, he's very, okay, all right. Very, yeah. very sweet, but very dull. And Colm is more erudite. He's a big musician and, he, you know, he, like, he plays the fiddle and he's a really talented man. And I suppose he just comes to a point, as he says in the film, he said, yesterday, he said, you talked to me about the shite that was in your ponies, like your, the things you found in your pony shite. And Porrick replies, he goes, ah. I was talking about donkey, so you weren't listening. <laughs> so like, this is the value of the friendship, and the, but also the levels of conversation that they were having until the moment where Colm's brain just went, I can't take anymore. So for the rest of the film, uh, Porik is trying to, to win him back, to, to woo Ooh. him back into friendship. Yeah, is there a greater context to this? Because I understand it's like 1923, the Civil War. Yeah, it's 1923. So, so Civil War is happening on the mainland. Yeah. And on the island, you can hear bombs going off on the mainland. And there's a, there's a beautiful scene in this where there's a single cop on the, on the, on the, on the island. And he's an awful bugger altogether. Like, he's just <laughs> old school, bad to the bones, arrogant. He doesn't talk to Pork ever. Like, he never says hello to Pork. There you go. <laughs> he didn't have a horse, though, yeah. so, or an estate. Uh, so he, but, and he, he's talking at one point to, to Colm, and he's saying to, like, he's, been, he's getting like, a couple of shillings to go over and be a witness to the, the executions on the mainland. And Colm is disgusted by this. He's like, would you, who's getting executed? He goes, oh, it sure doesn't matter. 
all he wants to do is be there and get the money. So mm. that's the kind of character he is. So he he is a bad influence and a malignant force on the island. And there's a whole sort of second degree uh, thread going through the film with his son, who's kind of the island gum. And uh, the island gum has fallen slightly in love with Pork's sister, Siobhan, who's probably the smartest person on the island and not someone who's going to reciprocate this, this particular love with the gum. Mm. And so it's all very complicated, but it's all terribly Irish. I just don't see how it would work in New York. Right, okay. Yeah, no, because I just like, yeah, read the first line of a review someplace. Right. You know, that's, that's where I got that from. Uh, is it better than in Bruges? It's Ooh. different from In Bruges. So In Bruges was the relationship between two hitmen, but one man who's carrying the, the guilt of everything that he had done previously, and he's young, and he's and and then they obviously had the, the brilliance of like Ray Fiennes as well as mm. the, the, the the driving force behind the two of them for being In Bruges. Uh, this is purely down to the personalities of the two main characters, and Brendan Gleeson is. Uh, Colin Farrell is fantastic in this, but Brendan Gleeson is amazing in this, in the things that he doesn't say. So you're talking about the pregnant pauses there in, in the thing. Mm. If you look at his face in those pregnant pauses, it, it, he speaks a multitude in those, in those yeah. pauses. He has an iron will, and he has an iron will the whole way through the film. So when he makes a decision throughout the film, and in this case, is to stop talking to Pori, or to, yeah, to Pori, stop talking to Pori. When he makes that decision, there is no bending of this man's iron will. This is an island man. So when he makes a decision, he'll carry it through all the way, to, uh, even if he has to mutilate himself to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I did hear a clip of that. Where yeah. He, if you keep talking to me, I'll yeah. cut my fingers off. Yeah. Well, he says, if you keep talking, for every time you strike a conversation up with me, I'm going to cut one of my fingers. And he's a fiddler, so he's like a musician, so he yeah. needs his hands. But it's so important to him that... that Porrick stops bothering him and stops talking to him. He said, every time you strike a conversation with me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. And initially, uh, you know, Porrick is all like, ah, I would you, I would you, yeah. ah, you won't. But he does. And he brings the finger up and he flings it at Porrick's <laughs> house and it drops off the door. So he lets it be known very quickly throughout the film that he, he's a man of his word and he's very serious in his intent. So is it credible that he has this change of heart given that he has this routine, you know, with his friend for such a long time? Yeah, because you only had to spend a few minutes with Porrick to realise that, honest to God, he's as dull as dishwater. I mean, uh, Colin Farrell's eyebrows do most of the work in this film. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. And he's brilliant. He portrays this because there's a switch about two thirds of the way. Now, I'm not going to give away spoilers about the film because you'll love this and go see it. But there's a switch about two thirds of the way through the film where Colin Farrell's character, who's always been known as a bit of a gum, a bit of an idiot, mm. ah, God love him, you know, he's more to be pitied than laughed at. Yeah. And there comes a moment where he realizes that all of the way he's carried on for, throughout his life and everything he's been to this moment, to the man he is at that moment, where his own only best friend turns his back on him. It alters his whole mind. It alters everything about him. And you can just see this, this, this change in his face. And he carries it brilliantly. Without really saying a whole lot, yeah. he carries it brilliantly all the way through. So it is better than in Bruges? I think so. I, I, honestly, I think so. I, just, I think it, it carries itself. It, it differ, it's not, no, maybe it's not fair to say it's better than in Bruges. In Bruges is great because in Bruges is that weekend and it, there's a lot of stuff going on. But this is an island nation. Mm. And... I think Irish people in particular will recognise an awful lot of the people in this and recognise an awful lot of the characters in this and how they portray themselves and how they carry themselves. And I, I just thought it was very powerful. Also, the cinematography is amazing. It looks so beautiful. Yeah, and that's in cinemas for today. Yeah. From today. Yeah, from uh, today. And uh, uh, Oscar possibility for the both of them? I, I would strongly put up. But I would also, surprisingly, because I'm, I'm, he can be a hit and miss with me, uh, Barry Keown in this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He is, his performance as a beaten down, twit, 
twitchy energy all the way through this. He's the son of the, 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 the cop on the island and he's a much maligned character and he's much reviled by many of the people on the island, but he, his, his performance is tremendous. Okay. Right. Okay, there's a lot in that. Mm. Pierce Brosnan was almost Batman. Yes. <laughs> Moving swiftly I along. can't see it. He had, he'd auditioned for the Tim Burton one and basically said that he made this throwaway comment that lost him the role. Now, I'm sure it was other things, whatever, because obviously it went to Michael Keaton and he is amazing. I'm obsessed with Michael Keaton. He basically said in front of Tim Burton, uh, you know, I can't understand any man who would wear his underpants outside of his trousers. So <laughs> Tim Burton was just like, drew yeah. the line through his name on the list um, because he's basically, he's in the new Black Adam movie, which is like superhero movie. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, he doesn't get really offered these kind of superhero roles. So what could have been? Pierce Brosnan as Batman. Can you see it? I feel like no. 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 Incredulous. Because it did ruin his hair. Yeah. <laughs> The whole hat. He, he wouldn't like that. No. He's constantly taking it off yeah. and whipping out a hairdryer. Just gelling it again. Yeah, his, yeah. his bat dryer. Yeah. <laughs> right, we do have to take a break. More movies and booze after this. Movies and booze on Moncrief on News Talk. Hey, oh, they're clapping now. Uh, for the listening audience, when uh, Megan picked up on the second ring, everybody in this room went, oh. <laughs> won't be me then. Is Jean Gardner here? Yes. There's Jean. How are you, Jean? I'm good, thank you. Are you, are, are you going Stuffed to be... full of food. Good, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it nice food? Mm-hmm. Riverly Hotel is putting on a good spread today. Are you going to be a granny? I am, apparently. To, yes. my, to my shock. Yeah, and how, how are you feeling about that? Um, initially, I was a bit concerned because of the... You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that would take... Everything on board, like it's my baby. Yeah. Have they pointed my out daughter it's is not? Mu- yeah. my, daughter- <laughs> my daughter's much e- more easygoing, so I was saying I'm taking the baby to yoga, I'm, taking the- I'm teaching her to swim, I'm, teaching- I'm taking her out the woods, I'm taking her to my studio, I'm teaching her German. So my daughter came home from work and she was sort of leaning on the sink because she's, she's six and a half months pregnant now and she was... Um, she was just looking at me as she does all her life. She's just looked at me because we're very different people. And um, she just said, Mom, she's exhausted and she hasn't even come out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yes, go on. Can I say one more thing? Yes, you can. Um, I, I, I realised one of my dreams this year as well. Um, I became a drag queen in Cork. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> I think you interviewed me a gold um, with the yeah with the, the drag school in Cork. Yes, yes. So I, I applied, and it, the only criteria seemed to be that you were over eighteen. So I said I am and a bit. Yeah. And then I said also I'm, you might realise from my voice I'm not a man. So he said that's fine. We don't discriminate. So I kind of ended up with about eighteen tall, skinny, alternative. Can I say the word gay boys because they were. Yeah. And um, so I performed um, at the Draguation. Yes. And then I performed in Chambers and I performed in Crack Jenny's for Gay Pride. Okay. And Pierce bought me the wigs. This is my husband. He bought okay. me two wigs. Well done, Pierce. This is one of them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a fine way. It's very convincing as well. Well, look, congratulations uh, uh, to the two E uh, on uh, being grandparents. And uh, seeing, you like the, seeing you like the food here so much, Jean, uh, what we're going to give you is afternoon tea here at the Riverlea Hotel, which you can, you can bring your granddaughter along to that. Don't think of yourself as a granny. Now you're a gilf. Don't look that up. 
Half the room don't know what I'm talking about. Don't look that up. Right, okay, let's move on to the second uh, um, uh, movie uh, of the day. It is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Uh, we don't have time for a clip. Tell us briefly about it. Okay, so you should bring your granddaughter to this. This is perfect for little kids. It's brilliant. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So... Let me just start with, start with Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, most people will know him from No Country from Old Men, where mm-hmm. he plays a very, very scary, very serious serial killer. Javier Bardem is a failed magician in this, and he is having the time of his life. He's, he's blowing his socks off in terms of, 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 of character in this. And so he's a failed, uh, failed magician, and he's failed his show. He, you know, his show didn't really resonate with audiences, so his agent said to him, look, you've got to find something exotic, something different, something that people haven't seen yet. So he pops into this very shabby-looking uh, pet store on his way home, and as he's in there, he hears someone singing beautifully in the background. So he goes all the way into the back, and he moves a few boxes aside, and he finds this tiny little crocodile, Crocodile. Yes. And uh, he's singing his little heart out. So he says, I'll take you home and you can come with me. And they form this amazing double act. Like it's all singing, all dancing, all crocodiles. Yeah. It's perfect. But the problem is, Lyle is a. When they go to do their first show, Lyle gets on stage in a sequin jacket. He's a big crocodile at this point, by the way. He's like, you know, a fully grown crocodile. But he's intensely shy, so he can't perform. So he has stage fright. And so uh, uh, Javier Bardem's car, Harvey, loses his home over this. So he has to go on the lam until he makes some money, basically. And so Lyle is left in the house on his own. And so this other family called the Prims move into the house while uh, Harvey's away, unbeknownst to them that Lyle is living in the house. And then they suddenly discover that a fully grown male singing crocodile. But it is an animated crocodile, so it's not scary or anything. Yeah. Well, he's a, yeah. he's a pretty big crocodile, yeah. though, having said yeah. that. So anyway, so they sort of, they, they, instead of running to the hills, they adopt him as one of their own, and they have a really great time together, and he brings their son out of himself, who's a little, slightly weird little paranoid kid, but yeah, he brings him out of himself. <laughs> They're all like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and, I'm sorry to cut you off now, but we're really tight on time, and I really do want to mention uh, uh, the flurry that the we're flurry, having. The flurry, yeah. the gateway yeah. entry wine to, for new to red wine drinkers, this is the perfect, perfect style, because it's a grape called Gamay, People think Fleury is the actual grape, but it's actually the Cru region in Beaujolais um, in, in France. So this is, if you taste it there, you should be getting your red berry fruit, some cherries and all of that. And it's low in tannin, which means it doesn't dry out your mouth too much. It has a nice fresh acidity, so it's perfect on its own. It's perfect with any kind of red berry fruits duck with a cherry cherry sauce or any cranberry ham and turkey with cranberry perfect and just one thing about the the labels on the mark and spencer wines is they're really helpful on the back label on the whites they have one to five and one meaning dry and on the reds they have abc which is not anything but chardonnay but a is light bodied and c is full so it's a really helpful oh, guide yeah no yeah. it's really helpful so, yeah, that's uh, enjoy that. Yeah, indeed, well. Uh, thanks, Linda. Uh, thanks, of course, to Arlene. And thanks to uh, Fanula as well. Uh, we just run out of time. There were other things I wanted to talk to Fanula about, so apologies uh, to the parents. Say sorry to my parents. I'm sorry. Look them in the eye. I'm sorry, <laughs> Fanula's parents. I'll, I'll avoid eye contact with them when I'm running out of the building. Uh, thanks, of course, to everybody here in uh, the Riverley Hotel. Thanks to our friends in uh, the... Uh, and thanks to our friends in Marks and Spencers, of course. Uh, the sound engineers, Paul Buckland and Derek Rocks and... Massive production team both here and uh, back at base. Movies and booze on Moncrief on News Talk.